Welcome into a toast film, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Trey. And I'm one of your hosts, Ebo. Guys, we have uh, quite the episode for you today. We're mm-hmm. getting back to our horror roots, which you know we love. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lot of good hidden stuff out there for you. A lot of stuff not a lot of people know about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's definitely something I'm excited for. <laughs> It's, you know, an episode that I'm extremely looking forward to, and I think it's going to be exemplary. (laughs) I'm sorry you don't get my exclusive viewer. Oh, God. Guys, we're really excited. We're going to bring you a good episode. Why don't you tell the viewers what we got for them today? So, y'all, we have a little review for you for a new horror film in theaters only called x yes we don't need no thrills Mm-mm. we just need one letter yeah that's all we need to know we don't even need a word we don't need a word just x yes you know one letter out of the alphabet mm-hmm. that's all we need so we got that and it was directed by a certain ty west who just has one more letter yeah just two letter man mm-hmm. that's all we need that's all he needs and so we are going to be doing a list of we took five of his well-known movies and we're going to be ranking them on what we think you know his top five are and we'll get to those later but you know trey we're a toast of film yep we're reviewing x yeah which is a triple x production absolutely you know that's part of the plot yeah so it only feels right that we're toasting with dos equis yeah you know, we needed to give those two X's back to the triple X. Yeah, absolutely. Trey, do you like a Dos Equis? I love a Dos Equis, buddy. Dude, a cold Dos Equis is it, nothing to be mad about. One of the most drinkable beers out there that has good flavor. Even I like it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's hard not to. And it's one of those beers that you add some fruit to it, a little lime, Ooh. gets even better, man. Ooh, lime. That's what love, we needed. I love a lime. That's what we Dos Equis, needed, man. man. That would have done the trick. But hey, just a Dos Equis or a Dos Equis Amber... Both of those, you're going to have a good time. Oh, absolutely, man. But, you know, Trey, before we get into our review, which is about, you know, a group of filmmakers in the 70s making a pornographic film. Right. Before we get into our list, you know, Mm -hmm. we end with that. I want to read a quick little thing that Ty West, the director, wrote. X is a violent slasher movie set in the late 1970s about an eclectic group of young people making a pornographic film. Historically, horror and pornography have always had a bit of a symbiotic relationship. Two forms of lowbrow entertainment that could be made independently outside of the traditional Hollywood studio system. Mm. What is often overlooked, however, is the wildly ambitious entrepreneurial spirit that accompanies trying to make these types of films and craft them well. Mm. As a fellow movie lover, this is my tribute to that spirit. I hope you enjoy the ride. Sincerely, Ty. I couldn't have said it better. I really couldn't, and the reason I read that, not only is I think that that's just phenomenal what he wrote, yeah. I could not agree with everything more, is this movie's been getting a lot of mixed reviews about two things. Mm-hmm. One, gore, which mm-hmm. I really don't see what they're talking about. I mean, there's stuff on TV. The Boys is way more gory. Uh, it's crazy. Most a lot of horror movies these days are way more gory and done gratuitously. Absolutely. But the other thing is the nudity. 
And historically, nudity and horror has always been a thing. Absolutely, man. So, what are your thoughts on nudity and horror? Man, I feel like, just like he said, they almost have a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. They they do go hand in hand. It's kind of funny because two things come to mind. Mm-hmm. One, you want a movie to be R-rated. Yes. You know, what are some things to make it R-rated? Throw some nudity in there. We want to, you know, back in the day, you know, you every, you know, director, they want to push the envelope. Well, and that's true. And, I mean, also, why not take advantage if you're going to have an R-rating anyway? Mm-hmm. Because, as we know, if you have a kill scene with blood in it, right. or if you say fuck more than once, yeah. automatic R-rating by the MPAA. Yeah. So, yeah, I completely agree. So, first off, I I want to go on record by saying you absolutely do not have to have it. You don't. In fact, some of the best horror movies of all time mm-hmm. don't have it. Think about The Thing. Yeah. No Zero nudity, nudity. One of the scariest movies I ever grew up with. Or uh, early precursor to some things we love, Psycho. Yeah. The nudity was implied. Yeah. Because in America, it's always been kind of taboo. Yeah. So a lot of American films, they heavily implied nudity. Mm-hmm. And then we got to where butts were okay. Then we got to where mm. breasts were okay. Mm. And now, I mean, pretty much anything goes. Yeah, I mean, they, like I said, they, they find a way to push the envelope more and more. Mm. But I absolutely believe there is a place for nudity yeah. in horror because there is just something about a campy slasher you yes. got to have it, man. It almost is like, I'm not going to get that campy slasher feel without, you know, the iconic um, premarital sex or the teenage, you know what I mean? I was about to say, one of my favorite lines in cinema history, and this is 100% true. If I had to pick 10 lines, this is going to be on there. Jason X. Jason X. Yep. You want to smoke some pot? Or have premarital sex. <laughs> we love premarital sex. And then they take their tops off and he puts them in a sleeping bag and beats them to death. I mean, buddy, and I loved everything about it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it is funny, uh, you touched on it, the tra- you know transition that we've had in horror cinema with nudity. Um, and a lot of directors take different approaches. I mean, you have the very serious horror movies mm-hmm. Nine on ten times don't have any of that in there. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of art house, though. However, mm-hmm. because they understand that there's this idea of what a horror film is, right? You know what thriller is, and this idea of oh, well, nudity. You know, it's something that shouldn't be shown. Yeah. And so they, you know, experiment, especially yeah. like a twenty four things like that. You get things like Midsommar. You get things like The Witch. You know, these movies, they experiment with a lot of things, including the use of nudity. Yeah. They don't sexualize it. Exactly. I'm so glad you touched on that because you're right. There's a lot where it's about the horror, Mm -hmm. and the nudity's there not to to show the campiness like we're used to in the 80s, to show the realism. Yeah. A lot of it that he has, you know, these directors have a vision, and they say, okay, these two people are either going to have sex that's how my story is going to be realistic. Or in this scenario with Midsommar, it's very ritualistic, you know. 
Well, and also, like, in The Witch or in Starry Eyes, mm. another movie that we love. Oh, I love Starry Eyes. It's typically when they show nudity, it's a symbolic expression of them losing their innocence. Yeah. They don't always have to have sex, but just by them shedding their clothes, mm-hmm. they're usually going through some kind of mental or physical transformation, mm-hmm. and thereby they're shedding their innocence. It's also kind of funny because, you're right, a lot of movies, you know, the history of horror, we've gained these amazing genre tropes. Yeah. One being the virgin that lives. Yeah. You know, but also, uh, on the flip side, that's a reason they decide to have campy, like, um, you know, couple sex, Mm. you know, or teenage sex like they did in Halloween or plenty of other Jasons, you know what I mean? Um, But... It's so crucial because when that happens, the audience gets engaged and everyone says, well, we know they're going to die. Yeah. And it makes it fun. Like, yeah. a lot of these directors, they know they're giving you a horror movie, but they want you to have fun with it. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's that's a lot of the end goal with some of these movies. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, either way, I have, I have a love for either vision, with yeah. or without it, but 100%, there's a place for it. Especially, and like one last thing I want to throw in is there's just so many. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, foreign films, they just do it anyway. I mean, if you watch the foreign adaptation of Girl Dragon Tattoo, oh, yeah. which I know not a horror movie, but well, nudity th- abounds just because they have a different sense. Well, and again, there's that, that vision of realism the director yeah. wants to employ, and... I mean, I, this this joke's a little bit on the nose, but it's very European. I mean, th- there's just a no, way true. about sex in Europe. It's just not looked at, you know, so poorly that, you know, the American vision looks at like, oh, they're having sex, you know, they shouldn't be doing this. Europe, it's, it's very free, you know. And I will say, one of the, to me, you know, right up there is the greatest horror movie of all time, Jaws. First thing you see in the movie is nudity. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I definitely think, much like Ty was saying, it's just this love affair between yeah. you know pornography, nudity, mm-hmm. horror, just because they always have been so taboo. Like even to this day, horror is still kind of taboo, but thankfully it's getting more mainstream. We're getting more of it out there, mm-hmm. and you have people experimenting like A twenty four, like Ty West. Absolutely. And speaking of experimenting, let's get into his latest movie. You know, there's okay. So the title of the movie is one letter. Yeah. X. The director's name's two letters. Yeah. My review is three letters. Wow. Well, Be- you know, uh, one of the leads three letters mia (laughs) this movie was so good it was i me and eddie have such a love for horror in general i mean we've been watching horror movies since i mean we're talking night of the living dead i mean even before then maybe and i mean i've been watching them since before i could speak yeah oh absolutely me too and we have gone through every decade of horror and have such an appreciation mm-hmm. for all the visions of horror. Um, I mean, some of my favorite horror when I was growing up was Vincent Price. 
Dude, I mean, Vincent Price. House on Haunted Hill, House of Wax. I mean, the list goes on. You know what I mean? You even have uh, movies like White Zombie, one of the earliest zombie oh, movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Night Living Dead, which you mentioned. Yeah. Which, just so y'all know, it's royalty free. So if you want to check it out or show it, you can. Yep. Just throwing that out there. Zombie. Zombie, the zombie. Italian great yes. movie. No one knows about that one. And or it is... it's four sequels. Yeah. Which that's... I own every one of them. <laughs> I really do. But the point of it is, is there's so many great visions mm-hmm. and a lot of love from each of the... The Universal Monsters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was my childhood. Ty West does such a good job of showing you his appreciation mm-hmm. for old school horror and brings it to a new light. And for horror fans out there, you will love this movie. Guys, this movie got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is unheard of in the horror genre. I mean, and the reason why is because his delicate care to this film and how he wanted to make this for the fans. So I have, you know, I love movies, of mm-hmm. course. I love horror movies. Yeah. I I love slashers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a lot of posters. And one of the posters I have is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, signed mm-hmm. by several people. And if you are a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, especially the original, I'm talking all the way back, you know, Gunnar Hansen in it. Mm-hmm. If you like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just buckle up because you will love this. Yeah. The house is so reminiscent. Mm-hmm. There's scenes. Um, there's one person I want to shout out. We'll get into the actors and actresses. But I want to shout out Elliot Rocket, who's the director of photography, which means the person behind the camera. They had such a vision with some of the way mm-hmm. they're like. There's a scene with an alligator mm-hmm. and a young lady, and the scene, the way he filmed it, beautiful. But even more so, and this could end up being my shot of the year. I don't care what movie it is. This could be my number one shot of the year, and it's so simple. They had a camera, but it was a wide lens camera, mm. and they put it in the front of their van. Yep. And the way it bottles. Yeah. Because, I... you know, me being on sets, I know the difference between, like, the, you know, different lenses. There, I, I mean, there's tons of different lenses. Yeah, absolutely. And they're all going to create a different effect. And this one, it takes what should be a narrow van and just makes it this big, like, bottle shape. Yeah. And I just love that scene. Yeah. There, I... It's hard to even know where to begin with this because there's just so many great things to, to praise across the board. The The acting was phenomenal. Dude. Exactly what you needed. And what I love is it's a mix of, you know, you get like a couple of, oh, scenes. Mm-hmm. But then you get a couple of scenes where you're dying out loud. Martin Henderson as Wayne, he's like the porn director. Mm-hmm. He had me rolling oh, at a he, couple of scenes. Yeah, man, he was great, and it's needed. Yeah, it's not out of place. A lot of the times, some directors have trouble balancing humor and horror, and the humor is like too close to the horror scenes, and they're not scary at all. What Ty West did was such a great job. He knew the right range of time to yes. do like you know some 
kind of cool down scenes mm-hmm. that had some comedy and you know character development. But then when you he gets the horror scenes going, they crank up. Man, he, I mean, this movie takes some turns. We, it does, and the one thing I want to point out before I forget, me and Eddie after we saw the the film, we we like to play like all kinds of like questionnaire games yeah. about the movie. And one of the things I asked Eddie was, if you had to choose a death in the movie, which one would it be? We struggled. We, we struggled did. on this one. I definitely had one that was my favorite because I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But it's like if we had to experience, experience it, oh, that was tough. Yeah. Ty West, he, and what I like is just for those watching, are you going to see some blood? Yeah. Are you going to see like, you know, a little bit of goriness? Yeah. I mean, there's a dead cow in the beginning of the movie Absolutely. with its innards hanging out. Yeah. But it's not really done gratuitously. The dead cow was similar to the armadillo yeah. in the original Tex Chainsaw. It's an omen. Mm-hmm. And the deaths, he doesn't hang on them long, and he films them in a way where you get just enough of the gore that you need to understand. Yes, and as far as the plot of the movie, it oh, yeah, plays right. a lot of homage to... Text Chainsaw Master, some of the classes that we love. But the reason why this movie got such great reviews is because he also gave us something fresh with the storyline. It didn't have to be a mind bender. That's what I loved. He gave us something new in a slasher killer type genre, and it was great. So I'll tell you the synopsis real quick so we can start getting into these performances. Because I already mentioned, you know, Martin Henderson, who plays Wayne, and he is kind of this sleazy. Oh man, let me tell you, I got a great idea for yeah. our picture, y'all. Yeah. So he get gets up, you know, a bunch of folks, and he's like, "I rented us this little house in Texas, and we're gonna go film a porno because let me tell y'all, they got this thing coming out called Home Video. Yeah. And we're gonna just skyrocket. We're gonna get rich. Mm-hmm. And so he gets, you know, a couple of porn actresses, a porn actor. Mm-hmm. He gets two people to work kind of uh, the technical aspect. Yeah. And they take off, they go, and they stay at this, like, kind of barn house that this elderly couple, it's on their land. And then that's where it starts to kind of go haywire. As they're filming this movie, Mm -hmm. you start to figure out, maybe this elderly couple's not so right. But uh, Mia Goth, as the lead, Maxine, Mm -hmm. phenomenal. And she also plays the old lady, Yeah, which we'll get into later. Uh, Jenny Ortega, man, she's becoming a little bit of a horror queen. Yes, she is. And I'm here for it. Yep. Like, she's doing well for herself. Kid Cuddy. Yeah. I mean, you look at this young, handsome man. Yeah. They transformed him. They made him look like a 40-year-old man. And he even, and what helped is the register in which he spoke. Yeah. Well, hey, little ma'am, how yeah. you doing? Like, yeah. He really saw it. Brittany well, Snow was a welcome back to horror because yeah. she has been on the rom-com kick for so long. Yeah. But, you know, Prom Night, the yeah. remake, I really enjoyed. Yeah. It was, man, there's just, I know how much I like a movie based on when I'm going to buy it, and I'll be buying this opening night. This will be a day one, hopefully with a slip. Yeah. Hopefully with some special features. Yeah. 
Because this was filmed during quarantine, and this was filmed in New Zealand, which, yeah. you know, if anyone, you know, who Which knows, you would never guess that. Dude, I would bet my house that this was that was Texas. Texas. Yeah, and, and... He picked... Uh, because when you think of New Zealand, you think of... Tropical... The, you think of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're all filmed in New Zealand. Yeah, but absolutely. just a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. Everybody was so great. And the reason I said, we'll bring up Mia Goth again, mm-hmm. is... While he was filming this, in the same location, which blew my mind when we saw this, because, you know, we went to a late showing, so we unfortunately did not stay through the credits, but he had a teaser trailer, which we found online, of Pearl, which is going to be a prequel to this about the old woman, and so it's Mia Goth. Again. But this time it's her playing. Right. The elderly woman, but in 1918, Could when she was young. not wait. And let me tell you, that teaser trailer, and I just, I don't know which one I'm going to end up liking more, and that one is, he has stated, is going to be a melodrama meets Technicolor style of Mary Poppins made like a demented Disney movie. I'm very excited about it. And, that. you know, he references Mario Baia and Douglas Sirk, who, you know, they they made films through the 30s, through the 50s, you know, produced, directed. So sure. he definitely appreciates film, mm-hmm. which I could not love. Oh, yeah. But, Trey, what do you give it as your rating? This movie, you know, that's the one thing I haven't, thought about um glad you asked that um because i'll tell you this my rating when we got done with the movie and my rating now are different oh big time different i give this movie a 4.25 wow i think i mean that's high that's high praise i mean to me with that you're you're looking at high 80s close to 90 percent. you know so yeah Excellent across the board. What about you, buddy? Well, I doing, you know, some research on things mm. and really like thinking over the movie as I do before we have our reviews. I appreciate this movie even more. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about the score, think about the cinematography, think about the performances. Mm-hmm. And even think about the things that I wasn't so high on, thinking about them more. I am actually going to give this a 4.8. Wow, I like because it. Because I'm very happy to hear I that. I feel this movie deserves more praise. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are slamming it because it made $4 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. But what you have to understand is, statistically, horror films and Christian films, they have devote audiences. They're typically filmed on lower budgets. Yeah. So you have to judge it. You can't judge this as Avatar. Right. Because Avatar, you know, is $200 million movie, which is just trying to be a blockbuster, you know, thing. This is a smaller movie that's just trying to show you a new idea and show you a love of film, which I think it did. I think it nailed it. Hopefully Pearl comes out this year. Yeah. So be expecting that. But guys... Trust me when I say go see X in theaters. Mm-hmm. It deserves the business, but even more so, I think it's pretty cool on the big screen. Like I said, with some of those scenes, mm-hmm. 
just great movie. Yeah. But this is the Ty West list. Mm-hmm. So we picked out five movies because, you know, he's done a few different things. But me and Trey, we settled on five movies. And those are, in no particular order, The House of the Devil, X. Uh, he did the second Honeymoon VHS segment, The Sacrament, and The Innkeepers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, would you like me to do the honors? So, I want to do it a little different. Okay. Since we both are doing the exact same films, mm-hmm. I want us to do something that we only do when it's called for, mm-hmm. where you do your number five, give your reasoning, and I do my number five, give my reasoning, and okay. we do it like that. All right, I like it. Okay, so my number five is VHS. Oh. So I love VHS. And we're talking specifically about the second honeymoon? Yes. But the movie itself also. Absolutely. So I absolutely love VHS. Mm-hmm. So with it being number five... In no way, shape, or form is that a, oh, no. is that a slam. The only reason I put it number five, and I feel like it had to go number five, is because he only did a segment. All the other movies were full director movies, you know. Yeah. So I almost had to take him take it down a notch for that alone. But not only that, when you look at what VHS one did, it was kind of in the middle of my favorites. Yeah, you know. So um, I think it. It had a good number five for me. Okay. Really good, though. I enjoyed it. It was very creepy. I loved how creepy it was. You know, in a hotel, yeah. kind of that vacancy feel with yeah. someone watching outside. One of my, I mean, it was a great segment, but compared to his other movies, I had to put it at five. Okay. So, for my number five, I did The Innkeepers. Mm-hmm. It's one where it just never clicked with me, mm-hmm. and it has, you know, my girl Sarah Paxson mm-hmm. in it. But I think it works, and now that I've watched more of his filmography, I get his style more. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to these other ones, I would still put it at fifth place. So number four for me is Innkeepers. Hey. And um, I like it a lot more than you do, Yeah, um, but it's also because of his style and charm. Yeah. I love that kind of... See... If you look through his career in these five films, there is inspiration across the board. And I got the Shining vibe mixed Mm -hmm. with some kind of paranormal, you know, Mm -hmm. um, activity. And I'm here for that, man. I really liked Incubus because the hotel was given such personality. It was very creepy. Mm -hmm. And there was one scene they did with a ghost that just... mm. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes. Good things in it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But what, what's your number four, bud? So, my number four, and this one I think could go up in the future, but full confession, I only watched it recently. Mm-hmm. My number four is The House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you, this movie, number four, it was so hard for me to put it that low, mm-hmm. but I'll get into that more as you know our list progresses. Yeah. But Trey told me, dude, you gotta check out House of the Devil. And I was like, okay, I don't know how this one slipped by, but Mm -hmm. it was on streaming, so I was like, let me watch it. Guys, this, Ty West is becoming my, one of my favorite directors working. He's he's amazing. Because if you watched The House of the Devil, Mm -hmm. gun to your head, and I said, 
Tell me a decade this was made. Wouldn't have been 2000s. I would have said 80s, maybe early 90s. Yeah. But 90s would have been a struggle. I completely And it was agree. made in 2000s. Yeah. This movie came out in 2009. Yeah. But he perfectly captured, like, almost like an Exorcist sequel. Mm. When I watch it, the it's the grain of the film. Yeah. It looks like an Exorcist sequel. Absolutely. It really does, man. And just... They did such a phenomenal job with that one. Dude, and it has, let me tell you, that movie has some wild stuff in it. The yeah. first kill, you know, uh, oh yeah, are you the babysitter? Like, yeah. that took me off guard. Dude, I was like, oh boy. There there was definitely showstopper scenes in that one yeah. that you were not expecting. Yeah, and you know? I mean, all the way to the end. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. So, number three for me um, is X. Ah. Yeah. So, I I am going to watch X again. And like I said, with a 4.25, it's almost already in the A's. You know, 90 percentile for me. Love that movie so much. That I think this list could change. Yeah. Because... X just did such great homage. Everything we've already said about it, the acting was phenomenal, and and it was short, which yeah. I appreciate. Good rewatch time. I see us watching it a lot, but I just had to put it at three because, you know. Well, I know what one of your top two is, mm-hmm. and it's in both our top two. Yeah. So my number three is VHS. Mm. I'll tell you why. So the second honeymoon out of the first VHS, it is my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's always been my favorite segment because it keeps you on your toes. So you're saying his directing anthology scene was your favorite in VHS? In the first VHS. Really? Yep. Over Siren? Over Siren. Wow. And I just rewatched VHS actually just to make sure mm-hmm. because I always remember liking it because it's a very subtle mystery mm-hmm. that leads to just a great shocker of an ending. It really is good. And he's really good about planting things yeah. and then calling back to them. Because wasn't he all, He was already inside the room, right? He was getting inside. Well, I don't want to spoil. Well, well, I guess we can. It's an older movie. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, VHS, older movie, so it doesn't abide on spoiler rules. But, no, it's a woman. It was the woman who came to the door yeah. and talked to him. But somehow... I guess because the other girl who she was, you know, they were lovers, I guess she had slipped her a key or something. So she was coming in there at night and like filming them and mm-hmm. stuff. That's right. Just to add to the creep hair, like, who is this? Mm-hmm. You know, never thinking that it was the girl. Yeah, that's right. And just great twist. But also, why I put it at number three is VHS has spawned just, I mean, what are we up to? Three sequels? Uh, four. Four? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean... There's one we haven't seen yet. We need to see. Ah. Mm. So, you know, it spawned all these sequels, and I will say one thing. VHS, if people don't like it, I would completely understand. Mm. I would never diss anybody, because it's very niche. But I'll tell you one thing. If you, with a straight face, can watch every VHS movie and not find one segment that you love, then yeah. Because I'll go ahead and tell you, there's at least one segment I love. 
Oh, man. We always come back to, in the third one, that magician. Dante the Great. Dante the Great. One of the best. I just rewatched it. One of the greatest segments yeah. ever in anthology. And I loved, let me tell you, I know we're getting a little off topic. No, but it's fine. VHS 94 was so good. Dude. So good. Heratma. Oh, my God. And then the vampire, the militia group. Dude. That was good. But my favorite was the the mechanical. Oh, the cyborg person. Oh, that was sad, too. That was one of my Ooh. favorites, man. But, but we're that in was top good. two territory, buddy. Top two. This one was hard for me. This one was really hard. But I had to go with House of the Devil at number two. We have the same number one. I'll go ahead and say it now. The sacrament, because I know what well, yours. Yeah. Well, just wait, because now we now I know it's the same. We'll talk yeah. about it together. Well, House of the Devil. It barely missed my number one because Eddie knows how much I love House yeah. of the Devil, and you had it at four, right? Yeah. But so, I said it could go higher. Yeah. I've only seen it once, though, compared to everything else. House of the Devil was just so much fun, and. It was, to me, the creepiest of all of his oh, movies. Oh, definitely, because there's a sense of unnerve with Yeah, it. exactly. And so for that reason, as far as creep factor, it's number one in my heart. Mm-hmm. And as far as love for the movie, it's almost number one too, man. But We'll get in number I one. I had to slide it at number two. It hurt me, but I had to. So my number two is X. And Ooh. I'll tell you why, what it came down to. And I truly mean this out of all five of these movies we're talking about. Mm-hmm. X is the one I want Friday night, like 12 people, mm-hmm. get some drinks, get some popcorn, turn out every single light, mm-hmm. and have us watch that. Because yeah. that is a great crowd movie. Absolutely. But if you want to talk about an intimate setting, like just me, two other people, lights out where we're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Not experiencing like, you know, with X with a group, but yeah. watching me. It's the sacrament. So good. So the reason this took number one for me is because, one, I am a sucker for cult movies. I love them. Well, real quick, before you finish that thought, I just want to tell people. So the sacrament, because I feel like this one, a lot of people won't have heard of. Basically... The setup is it's a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. You have a film crew who are hired to come. You know they want to do a documentary on this group. We're not going to use the cult word because that's how they're lured in. Mm-hmm. But this group of people who live on a compound, live in a commune, all seems great. The lead, we'll get into him, but you know things start to turn bad when you you're in a commune and you can't leave. The I'm glad you you left on the lead because I I would love to pick that up. Yeah. Um, the lead did such an incredible job at and I got his name right here. Gene Jones. Gene Jones. <laughs> How fitting is that? Because we all know about the Jones incidents. <laughs> um, but Gene Jones did such an amazing job because he was so charismatic he was but also so terrifyingly evil yes and he knew how to flip it on and off i could not rave by his performance if it was not for his performance this would not be number one 
His performance is what made this number one. So, I will speak on that, but real quick, I just have to say something. You know in No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. when the guy's at the gas station, Dang. and he asked him to call it? I would never that realize that. That was it. him. I never realized I never it. Guess, well, he also has the shades on most yeah. of the time. But Gene Jones, Trey is 100% right. Everything about this movie is great. You have a creep factor. You have an unnerved because... Thanks to it being found footage and being 100% realistic. Like, you know, this ain't your demon movie or right. a psycho movie. This is people, and it shows you people can be terrifying. Right. But Gene Jones, he brings that to life where you're like, I get why some people might, you know, be drawn to him and why mm-hmm. they might fall for this. And the ending is so realistic. So good. And unfortunately, you know, it's very true to some incidents that have happened. Mm-hmm. But the sacrament will always, like, I don't know, X maybe, or one of the others could pass it, maybe Pearl. But for now, I will say sacrament yeah. is always going to be my top tier yeah. for Ty West. And like I said, even X can move up on mine. House of the Devil, you know, is tough to... You know, stay in that spot. These could be ever-changing, but guys, we just want to say, Ty West, put him on your radar. Mm -hmm. He's an excellent director. And that's T.I. Yes, yeah, T.I. West. And you're going to have a lot of fun with those movies if you're a horror fan like us. You will. And not only that, but you're also going to get very different than what you're expecting. This isn't a Saw. This isn't, you know, Friday 13th. This isn't, you know, insert horror picture here. Right, exactly. This is somebody who has a vision, has a true love for film, yeah. and he wants to show that to the world. Absolutely. But, Trey, we've reached the end of the episode. We have talked up Ty West. We talked about X. We got, you know, talked about all kinds oh, of absolutely. things. Oh, absolutely. Talk about, you know, naked folks, all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> but... If you want to tell us, you know, what you think of Ty West films, if yeah. you want to recommend a horror film to us, yeah. we'll review it. You know, me and Trey always love oh, 100%. to check out horror films. So many ways you can do it. You can look for us on Anchor.fm or Podpage by searching a toast of film. You can also check us out on the Twitters mm-hmm. at film underscore toast, Instagram, a toast of film, all one word, yeah. or email us directly, bingingandbrewing at gmail.com. And from Trey and myself, we just wish you a good night and good viewing.